0: Welcome to the CrossFit John and podcast. Today, we have Kathy Zab- Sabo uh, of uh, Eclectic Well-Being. Uh, welcome, Kathy.
1: Thanks for having me, Brian. I'm excited to be here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So why don't you t- start off by, um, you know, I've met you, we've chatted a bunch of times. Tell us a little bit about yourself and introduce yourself to our audience.
1: All right. Well, I am another person from Hamilton. I've lived here now, I don't know, 20 years almost. Um, And for most of that time, I worked in New York City. I used to commute every day, two hour journey door to door, two hours back. Um, And I did that for, I don't know, probably close to 18 years. And finally was getting so tired of it. Mark and I, my husband, we bought Honor Yoga Hamilton, a yoga studio, Um, not a yogi for an extended period of time. My daughter introduced it to me and I used to make fun of it. I used to go, isn't yoga where they do the poses? Poses, and she used to get so mad at me. But, um, but anyways, we bought the studio. That was my way of kind of getting out of corporate. I knew I wanted to do something. I wanted to own my business, my own business and that was my way out. Um, so we've owned Honor Yoga for five years, but now um, I've learned so much that I've really gone on this personal development journey and we are starting Eclectic Wellbeing. And it really, the, the most important thing that we have found is your mindset, no matter what you want to do. It really all comes down to the mind. So that's that's where I found my calling was to help people engage more with this machine that we have that we don't use nearly enough.
0: <laughs> yeah, awesome. Awesome. So eclectic well-being, what is it?
1: <laughs> well, it's funny you say that you ask that. So you know, we were thinking of where do we want to go next from a yoga studio, and it was this thought that we want to bring well, health and wellness to people, and so well-being stuck in our head because when we looked at wellness centers, that's not really what we are. Many wellness centers are based around chiropractic care, and and we believe in that, but that we're not chiropractors. Um, so we really gravitated towards this whole idea of well-being, which is just having a better state of um, health, joy, happiness, and abundance in your life. And that resonated with us. And eclectic came because I've always called myself an eclectic person. I I my house is not one style. My clothes are not one style. So eclectic seemed to fit because it was there's so many different ways to have a pathway to well being. So we combined the two eclectic well-being and like I said, the first step is your your mindset. It all yeah. it all starts there.
0: Yeah. And I think our, our little mini partnership here is a, an example of that, uh, exactly. of eclectic, right. <laughs> um, we take care of the the fitness component. Um, obviously we, we do a, a bit of mindset, you know, just through, you know, you know, shared suffering and, uh, training hard. You learn a lot about yourself. And I think, um, all of our athletes, uh, and me included, uh, how couldn't you benefit from having a better mindset about anything? Exactly. Um, and, one of the things that like when we started CrossFit Jungle Gym, it was there wasn't a service that was providing both the training and environment for training and the the vision to like do it so that people could be happier <laughs> and not like I, I don't care about the 30 pound weight loss. I mean, I do because people care about that. But like what I want that 30 pound weight loss to turn into you being happier, not 30 pounds lighter, and then you'd be miserable trying to stay at that weight.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: and I, I think that that's why this is awesome that we get to partner together. It's I awesome. know.
1: I, I love it because, you know, the, the wellness and well-being community, there's just so many different aspects of it. And everyone's going to have their own little niche in the market. And I think, you know, the more we can pull together and just bring health and wellness and well-being to our communities, the better our communities are going to be
0: yeah absolutely um so why don't you tell me a little bit so you know obviously our listeners are very into fitness and health why why is fitness and health important to you like so you yoga is a part of fitness tell me tell me why that why why eclectic well-being why why fitness and health
1: well fitness to me you know i was when i was younger i was um not necessarily into fitness, but I was active. I was a dancer, I was a cheerleader, did all those sorts of things when I was younger. And um, one experience I had that really made me realize that it's, it's not just about losing the weight or being at a to your point, to being at that certain weight is I was a, um, oh, they called it a Saluki shaker um, at my university. And it was really the dance team. So we went out there at halftime and what I did not like about it was we had weigh-ins. Now, mind you, this was not a division one school where we were on TV. So I'm not really sure why they did the weigh-ins, but I realized that I wanted to do this, but yet I wasn't taking care of my body really. I was just doing whatever I had to, to lose that weight, to have those weigh-ins. So that was my first experience of realizing health and being healthy and fitness go together, but it needs to be uh, a holistic approach. Like you want your body just to be healthy because, you know, why do we want our bodies healthy? Well, this is our vessel for living. You know, It's not who we are, but it is how we live life. It's it's gonna dictate how long we live. You know, Are we living in pain or are we living where we can go out and do things? My goal is I wanna be 80, 90 years old and still able to go on hikes. I love hiking and so that's my goal. Um, well, Kathy,
0: so, let me stop you there for a moment. <laughs> let me tell you about CrossFit Jungle Gym. <laughs> we got a top-notch program to increase your physical capacity to make you the highest quality of life for as long as possible.
1: We'll talk more about that later. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, I I love it. I mean, you know, a few years ago, I let myself go, go and I started walking and I was posting it. I was using some app and it was, I was posting it to Facebook and I had friends that were doing half marathons and they invited me to one. I don't know how I got in this Facebook group with friends who were doing this half marathon down in, I don't remember, somewhere down South. And they invited me. And I was like, I, I text them. I'm like, why are you inviting me? Like, I, I'm not a marathon runner. And they're like, it's a half marathon. You've been walking a lot for the last six months. You can do this. And them telling me I could do it did something to my mind that I was like, if they think I can do it, I can. And so I just started training that I did not know that you need to sign up in advance for half marathons that they can sell out. Well, so literally we booked our hotel, had this all planned, but I didn't want to sign up because I didn't want to pay the money if I couldn't do it. So then- few weeks before I go on to sign up and it's like sold out because it was one of those big fancy half marathons and I just laughed and so I went anyways and I'm like well I can't really do it and they're like yes you can somebody's husband hurt his ankle just take his number and do it so it's not my official time but I did do my first half marathon (laughs) it was a lot of fun I completed it and I survived and that was where I was like I can do anything if I put my mind to it
0: yes that's a great story that is a great story.
1: <laughs> I didn't know I did half marathons. I did I did a few there, not none recently.
0: You got one up on me in this in that regard. Like I've never done a half marathon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, my best one was it was my last one too. It was at Disney Epcot. It was the Wine and Dine, I think it's called or something like that. But you do it's the only one they have at night. And Yeah. I was in no shape, did not train for that at all. I don't know what, what I was thinking. And it rained the entire time, but I finished it because every time I kept saying, oh, it's just a little bit further. Oh, it's just a little bit further. <laughs> but then when I finished, my friend was like, I'm like texting her, where are you? She's like, I'm in Mexico. Cause it was Epcot and it was open. And I'm like, okay, I got there and I sat down. She's like, let's go and visit all the countries. I'm like, nope, I'm sitting here and that's it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's great um so you know you've got your own fitness journey your health and you know you, that's that story was a great one just sort of even just a picture into like completing a mar- half marathon and what you had to say to yourself in order you know to get it done but where is where do you think mindset fits in with being healthy and and fit so not just the how can, how can somebody use that to get more fit and not just mentally fit?
1: Well, a, a couple of things, you know, mindset there, they know that 90% of our thoughts are repetitive and they're the exact same thoughts. So when we get stuck and a lot of people who are training, particularly I, I've experienced Mark would be training or my son um, would be training and weightlifting and they get to a point and they just can't get beyond that or Women, you know, we get to a certain weight loss and it's like that last 10 pounds, you just can't lose no matter how hard you try. And it's sometimes because you're just thinking those same thoughts over and over and you can't get your mind to shift beyond that. And the mind is, it's it's such a goal achieving machine because we, it it finds what we want it to. So if we keep telling ourselves, I'm never going to get there. Well, guess what? You're never going to get there because you you're telling your mind, well, find all the reasons why I can't get there because that's what I'm focused on. So I, I think when it comes to fitness and weight loss and just wanting to be healthy, it starts with like, well, you got to tell your mind what it is exactly you want. Because um, if you're not telling it exactly, oh, I want to lose weight. Well, you got to tell it how much you want to lose or where you want to get to. Or, you know, how do I want to feel? I want to be able to hike up a mountain. Like right, like right now, that's what I'm, I'm wanting to keep fit for is I love hiking and I want to be able to hike up a mountain. We went to Maine, and this pandemic has just really got me out of shape. And a normal trail that I know a year ago would have been no problem, I was huffing and puffing. So I had clarity that I need to get myself back in shape because I don't want to huff and puff. So that wasn't exactly I need to lose five pounds, but I know exactly how I want to feel, and I'm telling my mind that. So it's training. My mind is training my body to say, "Okay, you're almost there. Okay, I'm still not there, so I'm going to keep working towards that." So it, it, I just have found, I've, I've done all these studies of the neural pathways and how we used to think our minds were pretty set in stone when, we, when, by the time we were 18. And that's so untrue. We can still change our mindset. There's so much neuroplasticity going on and it, it helps in not just wellness and fitness, it helps in our business and our relationships and everything.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I think one of the, yeah, a little trick that we have used and maybe you'd be proud of us. <laughs> uh, so this happened to Vanessa and I. And so like maybe our, most of our members have probably heard this. Um, some of the listeners maybe, maybe haven't, but uh, you know, when you're going up to a barbell to lift it, so you, Kathy, you may not know what a clean and jerk is or a snatches, but there was a day when Vanessa and I were doing cleans for, for a one rep max for the heaviest lift we can do. Okay. and, Vanessa had a significant mental block as it turns out about what the weight was on the bar. And so what we did that day was just, we put on each other's weights. And then when, when Vanessa was putting the weights on my bar, I turned and didn't look. So like when I went up to the bar, there was whatever weight I had on there last. And then I said, I think I can lift another 10 pounds. And then Vanessa went and put the weights on. And I did the same thing for Vanessa. So like, I don't know what weight I'm lifting, I know it's heavy and I can do more. Um, and so like, since we didn't know what the weight was, Venice's max at, at one point was uh, the clean, in, it was a clean, maybe it was 150. Let's just say it was 150. So she had this thing in her mind, like that's that's the heaviest I've ever done. I can't do more than that. And so we did that. And that day she, she, she put 160, I put 160 pounds on the bar. She had no idea, she lifts it goes, I can add five more pounds. So we add five more pounds. And so I have to like not be excited and I have to pretend like nothing just happened. And then yep. she, she, she lifts 15 more pounds, 10% more than she's ever lifted on that particular lift because she, the mental block was removed and it, it was uh, incredible.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, and that's where the mind can play tricks on us. Like she just yeah. assumed that it was her normal weight. So her mind is like, well, yeah, we can lift this. Um, if you told her it was 160, her mind would have said, "Well, you've never lifted that before. You can't lift that." Yeah. It's it's really interesting. They've done studies that your mind actually can't tell the difference between make believe and reality. That's why we get scared at horror movies because our our mind logically we know that's not happening, but our mind doesn't know that, so it, it like totally reacts as if the the you know the horror movie is actually happening to us. Um, yeah. And they found this by having people. Um, They've had piano players and watch their brains where their brain lights up when they're actually practicing. And then they tell other pianists, just imagine practicing and the same neurons light light up in their brain, the same areas of their brain light up.
0: Yeah. Uh, this is an aside because this is something that, that I've always done as, a, as an athlete in terms of visualization. Um, and I don't, I don't know where that falls into your training, but um, I've been thinking about it a lot lately is like something that I do automatically. And I do this for, I do this when I coach, I do this when I'm preparing for a training session. I do it a lot before competition, but it's like, I, if I'm gonna coach a class in the next morning, at 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. on Thursday, on Wednesday night, I'm looking over the entire class itinerary and reviewing and watching. like, I did this a lot more when I was younger like a a newer coaches, I would go and watch like 10 videos on how to coach the movements that I was coaching that the next day.
1: Yeah. And
0: I would go, okay, that's, that's what I want to coach. And that's how I want to coach it. And then I'll fall asleep just thinking about exactly how I'm going to coach things. And then the next morning, you know, I go in there and it it goes exactly like that or, or it doesn't, you go, oh, well, I want to change something. Uh, But do you think that, um, do people visualize like, or, is there some sort of trend in the people that you've worked with that like more successful people visualize or?
1: Oh, definitely. Visualization, like I just um, was saying, your mind doesn't know the difference. So when you are visualizing, you can actually trick your mind that you're actually doing that, which is exactly what you're describing. You know, you're going to bed, your mind while you're sleeping, maybe resting, but it's also working through your thoughts. Um, And so it's visualizing that. And then the next morning, your mind doesn't realize, well, that didn't actually happen. That It just knows, yeah, you've, you've practiced or you've done that, so now you can do it again. Um, and that's why, yeah, visualizations used a lot for athletes. It's also one of the things they tell um, like managers, Um, one of the things in mindset, if you're talking to professionals and in the workplace is to visualize, actually go through in your head, what you think is going to happen. It's, it's one of the advices they give people on going to look when they're asking for a raise for their job is go through it in your head, exactly how you want it to happen. Don't play out the way you don't want it to happen. Play out that you're going to say this, your boss is going to say exactly what you want. And you're, you're, you're training your mind to think that has happened. So then it's just going to play off of that.
0: Yeah. Um, so I think one of the biggest advantages of this for, for our clients, like some of them have performance based goals, like kind of like the ones that Vanessa, or I was telling you about Vanessa Mm -hmm. and maybe myself. Um, it's like if you want to lift more weight and you have a mental block about a a particular weight on the bar mindset's going to help if you're trying to lose weight or if you're trying to be healthy or have a particular appearance it's going to be an advantage to have a mindset that says like, this is number one, it's possible and I'm going to do it.
1: Exactly. And,
0: um, so I think it's, I think it could, without a doubt can help anybody. And I think what over the last 10 years and specifically working around Brown beginners is like with beginners, mm-hmm. I think our first 60 days program is like dialed into the point where it's like, I know that people are going to be nervous about this. And they're not going to know what to do when this happens. And and like a lot of our first 60 days kind of revolves around like how to get yourself in the right mindset to, to have success. Because if you, if you don't believe it from the first day, it's going to be a lot harder to believe it 60 days from now or 150 days from now, because you won't make it there. So, um, yeah i'm excited to get more into the i'm excited for the upcoming clinic and then everything else after that because i want to i want to make more improvements to my 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 gym and to our training and anyways sorry oh that's
1: okay i mean it's (laughs) it's so true and and what you said about you know if you don't believe it from the get-go it's not going to happen because your mind's going to find what it wants, what you're telling it to find. And if you're telling it, well, this isn't going to work. Well, yeah, it's going to find all the reasons it's not going to work.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So like some of the main goals that our clients have are weight loss, um, being healthier, um, you know, improving performance and what, maybe that's the same or maybe it's different than, you know, your typical clientele, but like, what are some of the most common mistakes that you see in general that people make when, first trying to change their mindset or what the average person just is missing out on?
1: Well, a couple of things I see is one, they lack clarity. Uh, a lot of times people, they they know they wanna be healthier, but they're not really defining what that means to them. You know, what? well, does it mean that you're gonna exercise twice a week? Does it mean that you want to get down to this size? Do you wanna fit in your last year's pants? Like what, what does that mean? We tend to think in generalities and that doesn't help our mind at all. Um, the other thing I think is, so, I, I teach a lot of different practices, um, and one of them is a limiting beliefs practice. And this is where you think of, okay, what what is stopping me from getting there? Is there a belief that I can't do it? And I don't necessarily focus on why or where that belief came from, but um, changing that belief, we have to change our decisions. And there's a whole process of you know our beliefs, decisions, and do we make a new decision? And then how does that actually come into our mind, body, and spirit, and truly become a belief? Um, people stop there. They'll, they'll say, OK, I made a new decision. I got my new mantra. I say it. And then they want it just to change like that. And it's like, well, no, 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 no. You, you, you can't just make a decision today and have it totally change what you've been doing for the last 20 years in one day. It becomes a practice that you have to do, and you have to think about that. Um, so teaching them the tools, because today's day and age we just want quick fixes and that doesn't always that doesn't happen we really need to instill it into our daily habits and we just don't take the time to make them a daily habit and to make them a daily practice
0: Mm. those dang old habits
1: habits are hard to break but they can be broken we just have to know exactly what it is we want and what habits we want to break
0: you know what uh and you know, this is, this is where I get fired up talking about habits. and like, like, um, you know, healthy habits are hard to break too, <laughs> you know? So we just gotta, you know, get the, trade them out. Trade well, you
1: them out. know, habits, habits come from whatever we're rewarding ourselves with those habits. So our bad habits, there's some, there's some need there, you know, that, that's another thing that I find really interesting is what prompts us to take action there's a theory now this is just one man's theory but i'm sure you've heard of tony robbins um his theory is that there are six human needs and all of our actions revolve around those six human needs and in in some ways i agree with it so i do teach that because sometimes you can think well what need is it that i'm making making me do that well it's because I want certainty, or it's because I want love. And so you can go through all these and you can kind of then once you understand, well, that's my reason I'm doing that. Okay, let me figure out how can I fulfill that need with a different practice or a different habit?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, If there was maybe, I always like to have action items for the listeners. Mm -hmm. If there was, um, if somebody wanted to change their mindset to be more positive, and uh, just be generally happier. What, what are a couple of actions they could start implementing today or tomorrow um, that would help them change to a more positive and happier life?
1: Hmm, So just more about happiness, I would say happiness comes down to being able to let go of um, fear of the future, that uncertainty. That's one of the biggest things I have learned is so many of us live in constant anxiety about what is going to happen. And so we forget to live right now. And if we can start to say, okay, I'm a little anxious about this and and recognize it. I'm not saying you you don't, you ignore your feelings. You recognize, oh my gosh, I'm anxious about what's going to happen. But then say, well, there's nothing I can do about it. Or if there is something I can do about it, okay, well then decide what it is you're going to do about it. Um, I tell my mom this my mom's a worrier like she's always like I'm worried about this I'm worried about that and I'm like mom if you're going to worry don't worry if you're anxious about something decide what you can do to change it and then take those actions and if there's nothing you can do it comes down to that acceptance surrendering that well I don't have control over that and worrying it's just a waste of my time that I have right now
0: yeah cool um you have an upcoming clinic at CrossFit Journal Gym. I do. It's going to happen in person. Yeah. The date, the date is officially date and time is officially yet to be determined. Tell us a little bit about what what an attendee can expect out of that.
1: Well, the the attendee is going to get a a broad definition. First we're going to teach about the brain and neuroplasticity because I think it's really important for people to understand how the brain is working and why Um, we're stuck in these habits, like how they've been ingrained in us and that, but there is a way to change this. So we'll start with just a general understanding of the brain and neuroplasticity. And then, like I said, I think the most important thing is gaining that clarity. So I'll have them go on a, a little bit of an exercise to, you know, what is it that you want to change? Can we define it? Can we just get a little bit more detail into what exactly you want to change? And so your mind has true clarity as to what you want to do. And then I'm going to take them through the limiting beliefs exercise because I think that is where so many people get stuck because they have these limiting beliefs that they don't realize that they have, that they don't understand, okay, how can I just change my mind? Well, you can't just change your mind. That's the first step. You make a new decision. But then what is that secret that makes that decision become a new belief? And that's what I'm going to teach them is, is how how that process actually happens and what you need to do in order for that new decision to truly become a belief.
0: Yeah. So, uh, awesome. those, are
1: the, those are the three points. I think that's a lot to get through.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. And I saw just, just understanding what what's going to happen there is I, I would expect that anybody who's hit some sort of plateau, uh, that I'm imagining that most of the people are going to come with some sort of fitness plateau, but any plateau in life, this would be the, the, the prescription of sorts to, to break through and how to tackle it.
1: Exactly, because what I'm going to teach will help in fitness, but it'll also help in work, in personal relationships, pretty much any area of your life. the The, the information will will be yeah. beneficial.
0: Yeah, awesome, guys. Kathy Sabo of Eclectic Wellbeing, thanks for joining us today. Thanks um, for having I'm, me. Yeah, absolutely. It was great talking to you, and I'm I'm looking forward to chatting more. Um, if you guys are interested in sign up for the clinic, I'll put a link in the in the show notes and uh, also put a link to to Kathy's website. So thanks for visiting the CrossFit General Jim podcast and we'll talk to you guys next time.